The Holy Gospel for this day is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. During this season of Epiphany, we are reading about Jesus' first few weeks of ministry from Mark chapter 1. We've already learned that Jesus' ministry began with his baptism. Then we learn that Jesus invited disciples to help him in ministry. And now we read just what that ministry is. And Jesus' ministry is to heal people and to cast out demons. Heal people, cast out demons. Jesus begins his ministry with action. Engagement, involvement, pushing forward, doing things. Jesus was busy, active in the world, making the world a better place in which to live. Jesus went to where people were hurting. And where they were hurting, he brought healing. And he also cast out demons. He healed people of their wounds and not just their physical wounds, not just their physical illnesses. But Jesus also attended to the wounds of the soul, the emotional wounds, the spiritual emptiness. Jesus healed people's pain and sorrow and grief and guilt, emotions we all feel. Jesus also cast out demons, demons like anger and greed and hatred and violence and evil and arrogance. Jesus was assertive. He challenged the dysfunction in our world. Today, however, we also learn that Jesus' ministry was not just assertive. Surprisingly, it was also passive. Jesus not only engages the world, Jesus not only does the work of service in the world, Jesus also pulls back at times. We read that Jesus got up early in the morning and went to a solitary place where he prayed by himself. Jesus' ministry begins with activity and retreat, work and prayer, action and reflection. I like to think that Jesus in the first few weeks of his ministry, shows us a model for our own ministry. In fact, a model for our own lives, for our lives are meant to be ministry. 
Too often we think of ministry as something separate from or in addition to our regular lives. Or we think ministry is something for church professionals. Not true. Ministry is about all life, your life, my life, all aspects of it. Ministry happens wherever wounds are healed and wherever demons are cast out. You do that. You do that in many places in your life. At your work, in your family, in your neighborhood, at your school. You heal problems, don't you? And you cast out demons. Sometimes those demons take the form of dysfunction or jealousy or gossip or fear, and you confront those things. You cast them out. And sometimes the demons are racism and inequality and intolerance. Our entire lives are meant to be ministry. And ministry, we learn today, has two major components. One is that assertive side, engaging the world. The other is the passive side which we often don't take seriously. We are to take action in the world, but we're also to pull back from the world. Many of you are familiar with the symbol I've often used to describe the two sides of ministry, the two sides of a balanced life. It's the infinity symbol. The infinity symbol is like a sideways figure eight. One side represents the life of action in the world. The other side, a life of reflection and prayer and worship. Throughout life, then, we move along this figure eight between times of action and times of reflection, times of work, times of prayer. It's just what Jesus did throughout his ministry. There were times that he was super involved in the world and times when he turned to prayer and meditation and solitude, important times. Just recently, I learned about another symbol that I think is better than the infinity symbol. It's from a Chinese religion called Taoism, and it describes life as composed of both action and reflection. Yes, very similar. Similar to what Jesus shows us. But I found this symbol to be more helpful than that infinity symbol to describe what life should be like. Here's the symbol on a slide. It's called the yin-yang symbol. I'm bringing some Eastern religion into our conversation today, a religion from China. We know that God can be at work in many places in this world. That symbol that you're looking at right now began as a description of day and night. One side is day, the other side is night. Day and night are opposites, but they're not opposed to each other. You can't have one without the other. That's why they're curved in on each other. The yin-yang symbol has come to describe all kinds of opposites as complementary and necessary, rather than opposites as oppositional or in conflict. Would that not be a blessing to our world of conflict today, to see opposites as complementary, necessary, rather than opposites as conflict? Opposites balance each other, in fact. They need each other to be whole. The symbol became male, female, dry, moist, warm, cool, summer, winter, loud, quiet, awake, sleep, talk, listen, and assertive, passive. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus is assertive and passive. Jesus works 
and charges into the world and its problems. And Jesus retreats and pulls back and is quiet and is alone. The passive side. Jesus finds balance in this life, pushing forward, which is the yang side, and pulling back, which is the yin, or reflection side. I like this symbol better than the infinity symbol because each side of life sort of wraps into the other. The problem with that infinity symbol is that it could easily be seen as life being either or. Either you are in action or you are in reflection, one or the other. Either you are worshiping God or you are serving in the world. Either you are busy or you are relaxed. The yin-yang symbol is more of a both and. Prayer, worship, reflection goes with you into work. And your work goes with you into your time away. When Jesus returned to his ministry after taking time for solitary prayer, Jesus brought with him a sense of peace, calm. And it sustained him and those around him in the busyness and the activity of life. As we go through this pandemic time, it's almost as if we can see the two sides of life before us everywhere. There are many people today who are busier than they have ever been. Think teachers, healthcare workers, package delivery folks. They are definitely in that yang phase. They're like Jesus, surrounded by dozens of needy people. I hope and I pray that we can all learn a lesson from Jesus when we are overly busy. We can take just a little bit of quiet time, even during our business busyness. Be centered so that we can be calm in the midst of our activity. The two wrap into each other, the yin and yang, the active, the passive. In fact, a little bit of solitary time can center us when the work seems overwhelming. And there's another important part of that yin-yang symbol. If you remember, there's a little dot of the opposite color on each side of that wavy line. You take a little bit of the passive into the active. You take a little bit of night into day. You take a little bit of peaceful prayer into frantic work. And it's the same in the other direction, too. Do we not take a little bit of our busy day into our quiet evening? Do we not take a little bit of our daily activities into our night of sleep? It's the way it should be. Work and rest seem to be opposites, but they're complementary. They need each other. They affect each other. Those people who are extra busy during this pandemic world can pause even for a few seconds to breathe deeply. And maybe imagine a, a peaceful walk at the beach, or maybe they can offer a prayer of strength to face what they need to face. Those who are extra busy can carry a little bit of the passive, the peaceful, into their action. It's also true for the other direction. For those who are lonely and even bored during this pandemic, for many, this is a very solitary time, a quiet, 
personal time can be very good, can be renewing, can be very holy, this solitary time, but it also can become boring and depressing. But as the yin-yang symbol teaches us, and as Jesus teaches us, a little of the active can be brought into the passive as well. Doing some activity during these long winter nights can be just enough to give us a stronger center. So what are your hobbies? Knitting, baking, woodworking, yard work, writing, organizing, reading, study? I suspect there is something that you can do when you're in the midst of your solitary place. Just as I suspect you allow peaceful moments into your crazy, busy work days. It's a little like what our church is going through right now. In some ways, this pandemic downtime is a time for our church to reflect, to renew, time for prayer, and solitude, and preparation. This pandemic pause is, however, also a time to do creative work, the work of ministry, the active side, we may not be able to support people who have lost their jobs with our physical presence, but we've given out thousands and thousands of dollars of gift cards to people who are hungry. We may not be able to physically go to support a homeless shelter, but we have built a tiny house during this pandemic pause. We may not be able to do personal visitation but we have a phone calling tree to help people stay connected to one another. We may not be able to worship in our own building, but we have this online worship service, which is used by more people weekly than typically attend Sunday morning worship. We may not be able to do in-person counseling appointments, but we can do so with Zoom, with technology, this pandemic pause includes active ministry. And it also gives us the opportunity to think about what ministry will be like when we return. When we use our building again, the next few months will be filled with creative, active ministries. And these months will be a time for planning and reflection and prayer and renewal for us as a congregation. Jesus shows us Today, a model for ministry for ourselves and for our church. Two sides of ministry, active, reflective, assertive, passive. Jesus shows us there are times that we need to go in one side or the other, but they're not exclusive to each other. They're not either or. They're both and. They're not either assertive or passive, work or play. They go together. And we allow each part of life to influence the other. They complement each other like that yin-yang symbol. Much better, I think, than the infinity symbol. Jesus today in Mark chapter 1 shows us that our lives will include time away, time for prayer, time for worship, time for solitude. And life will include activity and work and service wherever you find yourself right now. On the active side or on the passive side, the yin or the yang, 
Allow each part of life to flow into each other and you will know peace in your busyness and purpose in your quietness. Amen.